Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is Hot Honk Happy Hour. I have named it Hot Honk Happy Hour. Why? Why? Hal Sparks and Glenn Kirshner. It might be oh, wait, 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 wait. Might be too much for the ladies. Does this mean we're going to get to see uh, Hal did the uh, double arm stretch? Yeah, the yeah. gun show. Uh-huh. Hal did a gun show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Glenn Kirshner has his giant gavel, as you know, and uh, his giant book of the uh, law. Book of the law. When he raises that giant gavel. You know. Book of the law, book of the law. You know you're about to get pounded. Why am I talking? I'm talking like the Harvey's Bristol Cream lady the entire happy hour. <laughs> oh, my God. They're both so hot, so yep. smart, yep. so funny. Yep. And we need it. We needed it this week. We, yes, I, it we was did. a fucked week, man. It was. It was fucked with all the stuff we learned from the Senate Judiciary about January 6th and the coup and the... Uh, yeah. But Glenn other, has other answers. Other C words. Glenn has answers for us. And yes. it's been exposed. And Hal just, I don't know, I just, I don't hear what he says. His just lips are pretty when they move. And his arms. 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 Enjoy. Lap it up. Lap it up, ladies. Enjoy the happy hour. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Gun show. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) That was the double arm stretch. I did that when I bartended all the time. Wow. Yeah, right. The... Uh, I am oh. back here. Take oh. a look. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nappy time. Let me give you the belly rub. What can rub. I get you to drink? That's right. What can I get you? Uh, oh. You want to... Really? Right. Bartenders do that? Oh, hell yeah. All right, gun oh, yeah, show. I got do. so many tips. Really? Also, you I'm wear sorry? a short shirt, so it kind of pulls up and you show a little bit. Well, wow. every shirt you wear is short because you're tall. Uh, hi, Hal. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks. And by the way, women women aren't really cleaning the bar as bartenders either. Oh. Leaning, They don't care about they're, the far end of jiggling. the bar. They lean way across yeah. it. For a reason. So uh-huh. you'll go, you know what? I'll have another one of these. It's working. You know, um, I've always most been attracted to your big head, which tweeted, <laughs> Kristen Cinema is, of course, a demonic sprite raised during Burning Man. Oh, my God. I love that yeah. so much. That is so perfect. Yeah, that's, a, that's how she came into existence. Prove me wrong. My crazy I, demonic ex that looks just like her used to go to Burning Man. That's exactly. 
Absolutely. There's apparently a, co- a cookie cutter in hell that, that makes said woman. Honest to God, if you saw her in a video walking up with her finger up towards a, a like someone's phone, you yeah. go, this is going to, I'm going, I'm about to watch a Karening. A Karening is about to occur. She reeks of Karening. It's like a she quickening, just, but yeah. a Karening. But, yeah. Yes, but because of the illusion of uh, bisexual yes. democracy, somehow she's, you know, she like, that, that can happen. And then by the time you know it, the Karening is all over you. And the finger, of course, has the F-U ring on it. And the, right. Okay. God, and, we've and, already, yeah. Uh, and don't even, all right. And that quote from, from Bernie was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Because the $3.5 trillion bill is not going through in its form. It is not. It will not. It's not. It never was going to be. It was always going to be pared down. Again, Biden asked for, realize, ask for what you want, get what you need. Instead, ask what you need and get half of what you need, which is what happened during the Obama administration. And everybody was complaining about. So Biden decided to retack the whole scheme. If you've read the $3.5 trillion bill, or at least the vast majority of it, like I have, um, you know that there's a lot of stuff in there they intentionally put in so that people could slice away at it feeling like I cut a billion dollars from mm. this thing. They mm-hmm. get to, there's enough for every congressperson to slash a billion dollars out of it, practically, and uh, honestly, and and go uh, back to their constituents and you still got the stuff. Yeah. That's what it's for. Well, and it was always going to be, it's going to be one five or one seven by the time it gets passed now. And the holding up of the other bill isn't going to affect that at all. It yeah. isn't. I, well, I'm hoping it. it's more up in the twos, like I've heard. But anyway, you, Bernie Sanders tweeted, two senators cannot be allowed to defeat what 48 senators and 210 House members want, not to mention 70% of the American people in most polls on every uh, sure, thing that's in it's it. Also, but it's also, it's 52. It's, it's right. all of the Republicans and these two. Well, you and just yes, that's what you said yeah, on Twitter. You right. said, so we're giving the entire GOP a pass for voting against something their constituents actually want. 52 senators are no, uh, no votes right now. 52. I mean, mm-hmm. where, where is that story, Hal, amid, right. amid the Democrats yeah, and disarray stories? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because it's not sexy to go on the news. Any of the folks who support any version of these bills or who are against them, it's not sexy for any of them to go on the news and sit there and go, you know, 52 senators are against something that 68% of the American people want. Because it sounds like normal politics and people go to sleep. And yeah. these things are very crucial. And yes, they have a lot of meaning to them. But that's the reality we're in right now. 52 senators are voting against something that 68% of the American people want. Now, the goal should be to start convincing the other 30-some-odd percent who either know or are fully against or fully for the bills and get them on board. And that vacillates, by the way. The 68 number is really like 80% for the $1.5 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and like 47% for the uh, the 3.5 mixed together they create this 68% yeah. as a as an overall polling somewhat for somewhat against and that kind of stuff and that people don't want to go on in the news and sell that because on a personal level they don't feel like they can they feel like they're you know yeah fifth person it I feel like bat. inflicting a karening on you oh, since God. you brought it up here is Marsha Blackburn oh. okay oh. yeah we know this a build back better agenda has become the Biden build back broke agenda and the American what? people Catchy. have figured out that what they're trying to do is institutionalize socialism they're trying to do oh, a takeover God. of the country in one vote oh God yeah, so, yeah, that's what that's what's happening. So the federal government is going to give money to people to spend wherever they want, and that's socialism. Um, look, the community colleges and the daycare centers and and giving people money so that they can have childcare 
is not the government setting up uh, childcare gulags and in and forced vocational training that the state picks what job you're going to have after high school and makes you train to be a welder for two years. Right. That would be socialism. That would be what she's talking about. But she's a lunatic and does not recognize that uh, she has a better, you want a better argument, and I hate doing this. I hate giving them a better argument. But the reason why Kristen Sinema is not all in on this bill is because Arizona gets a third the money for community colleges that Vermont does in this bill. Vermont, Bernie Sanders' state gets 6000 per student. Her state gets two. And that's because that's the standard rate, the going rate for community college in their state. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. they're well, trying to baseline it. It's so dumb. You know, there is no, oh. can I say Rude Pundit made some great points about just this whole like does. entitlement and oh, socialism and yada, yada. <laughs> He, he said Social Security is an entitlement. Medicare is an entitlement. So according to Joe Manchin, every senior citizen must have an entitlement mentality. Veterans benefits are entitlements. Does Joe Manchin right. think veterans who use the GI Bill have an entitlement mentality? They are entitlements because if you meet the criteria set for them, you're entitled to receive them. That's all the word means. If you want to expand it to mean any benefit that government gives to others, then fossil fuel subsidies are entitlements or coal companies must have an entitlement mm -hmm. mentality. Or does that right. not count, Joe Manchin? I mean, it's... right. Yeah, it's, it's it's and that's related to, you know, the woman, I think it was I think it was in Wisconsin where they were saying and, and a couple other GOP people have been on the news saying, if, you know, if we if if we give free lunches to kids at school, they're going to think life is full of free lunches. Right. No one. No one thinks that. But the, the idea is that if you extrapolate that out, then, of course, if you allow people to get Social Security when they retire, everybody's going to count on Social Security to retire. And like it's an absurdity. Yeah, well, we're what, entitled to it because we've paid into it our entire it, lives. Right. Yeah. And well, I say that as someone, you know, 20 so years from retirement. Right. Okay. And why don't these lazy kids bootstrap themselves up and provide lunch for everybody yeah. else yeah. in school? Lazy like eaters. They're, okay. Gonna they're going to think they got to eat every day now. Yeah. Okay, uh, the, the Karening part two, Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> they want government control of your kids. They want to look at your bank account for every transaction over $600. Anything that nope. you do on Venmo and PayPal, they want a part of that transaction. They want government the control of health care. They want to demoralize the military, close oh, the churches, destroy your faith in the American system, and then here they're going to come with the socialist program to run your life from cradle to grave, daylight to dark. Oh, that's a daylight uh, to dark? I've never wow. heard that one. Uh, it's an, it, uh, she's, she's just, she needed something else to punch the tail end of that. Uh, sure. She was kind of running out of words. Right. Yes. There, that doesn't exist. Is there, no. Uh, is there, they've said cradle to grave, you know, in terms of, you know, how the yeah. Democrats want to yeah. control things. That's been around for a while, yeah. though. Yeah. And, and I, ultimately, it's amazing. My part is like, they, okay, she thinks they're going to create a program or she says the Democrats are creating a program wherein you can't escape it. It will define your life and you will you will be beholden to it. And therefore, you will be a slave to the system for your entire. You'll be turned into an autonomous robot of some sort for the Democrats, which I mean, bespeaks of a, a an incredible lack of faith in human character. Yeah. Like you have to think people are such malleable gullible you know, losers and maybe that's what she's surrounded I by heard so a, that makes sense I heard someone do this talking point you know over the my uh, break Hal about oh you know yeah, yeah they can't find workers because you know people just want to sit home and uh, cash their government checks and I I, just, I couldn't help myself I was like actually people don't want to risk their lives for you know right. pay and no benefits right. that's, that's right. like if, the, if everybody would mandate 
you know, COVID uh, vaccines, A, and you pay a fair wage, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll get workers, right? I mean, it's oh, just yeah. this talking point, the same on everything. Oh, everyone just wants to stay home. No, yeah. no everybody's weighing the, the risk against the benefit. And, and people who make a good living or who have a solid yeah. salary or some sort of, you know, organization where they have to have board meetings and sit around or they're a, a star athlete or whatever, those people uh, will go right back to work, get vaccinated and all that stuff because yeah. they they know it's worth it in the benefit. But if you're yeah. making nine dollars an hour and your boss could ditch you the second somebody else comes along and you don't have, yeah. you know, uh, health care, dental or any of that stuff from it then you're not going to want to risk your life yeah. for a summer job, which is essentially yeah. what it's One of my nephews about. just quit a frontline yes. worker job because none of them are vaccinated. It's in the South. None of them are vaccinated. They don't wear masks. And, you know, he. Fi- I mean, that, that that's it's such a no-brainer, right? Right. Um, speaking well, of- and they're the reason. They are the reason. The Republicans are the reason nobody wants to go back to work because you, who are you going to encounter that's going to spit in your face or cough on you or yell at you yeah. without a mask who's going to fight with your hostess, who's going to whatever. Largely, they're going to be Republicans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the South, Marsha Blackburn, who wore a Confederate cap, yes. talked about going to Civil War reenactments yeah, and right. the romanticized going to lynchings. Yeah. Uh, you know where they did manage your life? Cradle to grave, daylight, yeah. dawn to dusk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the South with slavery. Yes. So That's shut right. up, Marsha. Yes. Yeah. Hell, you're from Kentucky. You're in charge of all those people in the deedly, 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 deedly states. Oh, yeah. I know know their music. I know what, (laughs) like, their favorite TV shows are. I know where they buy their pants and how. But, Hal, do you think it's, quickly, before we go to break, because being from a red state, I mean, is this resonating with people that if you look at the maps, it is all red states that people are dying in. It is all unvaccinated Trump voters in red states, pretty much. Statistically. Yeah, and in any blue state, and in any blue state, it's the red districts. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is absolutely this. This is, and and this is what Fox ran into sometime late last fall when oh, we lost your audio, oh, no. Hal. Oh no! Uh-huh. Oh, there we they, go. There you go. Oh, there you go. Did I, You're did back. I ditch out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out for a bit. I uh, I said I got censored by obviously the space uh, aliens that controlled the airwaves. The um. Fox turned on Trump last year, you know, and that's what he believes, when in reality, they were just looking at the demographics and realizing that their viewership and their voters, the people that they most speak to, are the ones that are dying. And they tried to mitigate that, and Trump took it personally and has ever since. And that's, I mean, that's the line they're walking. Two two hours a night, they're just telling people vaccines aren't a big deal. And then the rest of the day, they're like, please get vaccinated so we can sell toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, several hundred of these white flags in Washington are suicide, basically. They're completely unnecessary. Yeah. Summer and I were there, you know, over my birthday weekend. We went to D.C. Your birthday weekend. Happy birthday. By the way, happy birthday. And um, uh, we we went there twice while we were there. It was just overwhelming. And um, I posted a video about it, but there was a woman who came up to us and said she didn't know what it was. She was walking across the street. She thought the whole field was full of water, like a water main yeah. had broken mm-hmm. or it had rained because it was it went on for it goes on for 15 football fields. And all the personal notes, all of them that people have written next to them are either front frontline workers mm-hmm. who were nurses or doctors or somebody that somebody came to D.C. to talk to their uh, their congressperson about or they're a red state person. You could look at what they said. Yeah, you I, know. Be like, I know. I know. I know. It's ugh. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hi, Glenn. I'm so, a little wee, a little wobbly this morning. Hi. Is justice morning, is staff. justice as wobbly as I feel this morning? I this Senate report, I, I it's just it really does feel like add it to a giant mm-hmm. stack of Trump crimes. I know you talk about this all the time, but I honestly, Glenn, I know I sound like a, a you know just a civilian here, but I I don't understand the law as it applies, or in this case, does not apply to Donald Trump. I don't even lay people. You can look at this stuff and go, how are all of these people not at least indicted, arrested, whatever it is? I don't even know where you want to start. But it, it, it this. OK, go ahead. You know, I'll start with, you know, the question, how long will the Department of Justice allow Donald Trump to make a mockery of the rule of law? Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm skimming through this this report. Um, and it, let's just take one quote from uh, one piece of the report. We learned that Donald Trump in the Oval Office said to acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen, quote, one thing we know is you, Rosen, aren't going to do anything to overturn the election, close quote. And then Donald Trump tried to get this character, Jeffrey Clark, who was willing to do Trump's criminal bidding to try to overthrow the election, tried to make him acting attorney general. So if you pull out the criminal code, I never go far without my big, ugly, blue book of federal laws, the United States Code. Oh, you're giant, you're giant gavel. One law, one law that Donald Trump violated with that conduct. It's called coercion of political activity. And in 10 seconds or less, here's what it is. It says it shall be unlawful for any person to intimidate, threaten, command or coerce or attempt to intimidate, threaten, command or coerce any member of the federal government to engage in or not engage in political activity. That's a three year felony. Donald Trump inarguably committed that crime. It's right there in black and white. There are firsthand accounts, Steph, which are admissible in court. The actual witnesses who saw him say and do these things. How long does the Department of Justice let Donald Trump make a mockery of the rule of law? When does the department stand up for we the people? So Glenn, take us through this again as lay people. In your opinion, what is the point of this January 6th commission? Can it be helpful in that they're making criminal referrals? Because I know we all keep thinking, where is the DOJ in this, like the January 6th commission? Great, but is the January 6th commission at least a good tool and, you know, the Justice Department acting, does it put enough pressure when people read this Senate report to go, where is the DOJ in this? Yeah, here's why Here's why it's a good tool, because we are learning about what went on. And frankly, we wouldn't be learning anymore about what went on because the Department of Justice is not issuing indictments. Indictments, speaking indictments, which we saw all the time during the Mueller investigation, is a way that the Department of Justice tells us what the F is going on in our government, in, our, in a corrupt presidential administration, but DOJ won't do any of that. 
So at least we are learning more about what went on, courtesy of the January 6th committee. And the January 6th committee ultimately can make criminal referrals. When they learn what goes on, when they tell us about it, they can then refer any possible crimes to the Department of Justice yeah. and the Department of Justice must act. They have to decide whether to investigate or not. Right. I mean, again, just to the normal person, these are not just, you know, it seems it feels like a committee is like, oh, well, this was bad behavior. This, you know, this is not bad behavior. This is not just illegal. This is very seriously illegal. It is, it is whether it's sedition, treason, whatever you want to call it, a coup, I, I don't even know legally. But, I mean, you talked about Trump's statement in the Judiciary Report, and you just said, for gosh sakes, indict him already. The criminal conduct is beyond dispute. I mean, that I was looking at just this latest. I mean, how many counts of this, of obstruction of justice is this, Glenn? Um, Trump is uh, encouraging folks to defy subpoenas right now. Judy Woodruff viewed the letter that Trump's lawyers are sending to those subpoenas, incorrectly claiming that everything they're being asked is protected by executive privilege. Biden has indicated he won't allow the use of executive privilege to cover anything involving January 6th. Even if Biden were willing to, he couldn't, according to past Supreme Court decision in Nixon, correct? So what is what is happening with that first of all a that's obstruction and b he has no executive privilege right yeah here's where we are on criminal contempt of congress and this is about to heat up and we all have to we all have to make our voices heard and demand that congress act this time unlike the Mueller report unlike impeachment where it wouldn't act to enforce its subpoenas so first of all Donald Trump telling those four men in air quotes, I always put men in air quotes when I'm talking about Bannon, Meadows, Patel, and Scavino, telling those four individuals, do not comply with congressional subpoenas. Do not testify and provide incriminating information about me. That's mob boss talk. That's no different than him gathering these four people in a room and saying, if you snitch on me, y'all are going to get hurt. That's what he just did because he has no lawful executive privilege to invoke. Now, all four of these people are in contempt of Congress as of midnight last night because okay. they didn't deliver the documents that had been subpoenaed. They will be in contempt the second time next week when they don't appear for testimony. But not all contemptuous witnesses are created equal. Look at these four witnesses. Bannon left the Trump administration in August of 2017. He was only part of the administration for six months. So there's no way anybody can say right. he was a member of the executive branch and there would be any claim of executive privilege in 2020 around the time of the election. That is why Congress needs to use its inherent power of contempt. Three words, lock him up. Right now, yeah. you have the authority to do it, and then you confine him until he purges the contempt, which means he testifies. With respect to the other three, they were administration officials, but there's still, as you set out, there's no executive privilege anyway. So handle them differently. Mm -hmm. Refer them to the U.S. Attorney's Office for a criminal contempt prosecution, because that is now back in play because we have Merrick Garland. We no longer have Bill Barr in charge. So treat them slightly differently, but go hard, go aggressive both guns yeah. drawn 
on all four of those contemptuous well, witnesses. You expanded, Glenn, on Twitter in particular about Bannon. You said Trump and Bannon's ongoing conspiracy. Trump tells Bannon to defy congressional subpoenas. This is a Trump cover-up in plain sight. Hey, DOJ, justice matters. But when you go back, you say, let's recap. Steve Bannon creates a bogus We Build the Wall Foundation to steal from Trump's base. DOJ indicts him. His co-conspirator, Donald Trump, pardons him. Bannon keeps the stolen money. Now Trump tells Bannon not to comply with congressional subpoenas. And you just say Trump and Bannon are in an obvious and apparently endless criminal conspiracy, and we the people continue uh, to wait for indictments to drop. And you just, put put it best, you said DOJ in in action equals DOJ endorsement. You are absolutely right. This is endorsing this. It is endorsing the next coup if we just, if they just do nothing. I mean, what honestly do you think is going on at the DOJ? Anything? Nothing? I honestly think they are hard at work putting together an enormous conspiracy indictment. It took a couple of years to finally hold all of the Watergate co-conspirators accountable and get President Nixon to resign. That took two years, Steph. Um, I think they are hard at work putting it all together. And, And in part, this is not me being Pollyanna. I cannot conceive of living in a country where our Department of Justice declines to hold all of these obvious criminals accountable. I cannot conceive of that United States of America, because if that's the way we're going, then we will not keep our republic. Because if you don't hold Trump and company accountable, then the next batch of political criminals will do things that are even worse, more horrible to our nation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw this stunning moment yesterday about the, you know, Arizona audit, Jamie Raskin asking one of the, you know, insurrectionist helpers, what's his name? Uh, Biggs. Biggs. You know, who won Arizona? Well, we just don't know. I mean, wow. <laughs> this is, it. and he apparently has been implicated by Ali Alexander, who was just subpoenaed. So, you know, are we going to get to these members of Congress that have been implicated? I hope so. If they committed crimes, and it looks like many of them did, You know, we could go back to the reconnaissance tours that were were being given of the U.S. Capitol prior to January 6th. And we're getting more reporting that, you know what, the insurrectionists actually knew which windows were the weak spots because they hadn't been shored up recently. Come on now. This is an inside job. Yeah. And we have to go after the members of Congress who are complicit. We saw, um, you know, Josh Hawley wasn't hiding the fact that he was out there with the Nazi fist up encouraging yeah. the attack on the Capitol. So these members of Congress have to be held accountable. And you were very helpful on Twitter. Contempt of Congress, one year. If a prosecutor prosecutors bring obstruction of Congress charges, five years. Obstruction of justice charges are 20 years in prison. So I... Um, let's just talk about one other person, Dick Durbin, talking about this Pennsylvania congressman. Clark, who emerged in this, he was suggested to the president by a Pennsylvania Republican congressman, uh, and then all of a sudden sprung out of the Department of Justice to everyone's surprise and became the president's man. The president uh, even promised him, apparently, that he would be the next attorney general. Uh, And what he did in terms of asking for the Department of Justice to get involved in this political exercise goes way beyond the bounds of uh, fitness and and, uh, his worthiness to become, uh, to serve as a lawyer in the District of Columbia. 
So I, more people than we even heard of, obviously directly implicated. It, it, you know, what stood out to you in this whole Senate thing? It's a lot, isn't it, Glenn? I mean, it, it's the report reveals Trump asked the DOJ for assistance in overturning the election a total of nine times. I don't know if that's nine separate counts, but um, okay. So, but they have the whole all, everybody involved call logs, uh, the stuff that you guys would call evidence. <laughs> Evidence of a, of a criminal conspiracy to overturn a presidential election, a criminal conspiracy for a sitting president to unlawfully and unconstitutionally retain power. All of that is chargeable under federal law. Uh, it, it's 18 United States Code 371. It's a conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States. Steph, this is precisely one of the counts that Robert Mueller brought against the Russian Internet Research Agency, a 371 conspiracy to interfere right. with the U.S.'s free and fair elections. Donald Trump did precisely the same thing as the Russian Internet Research Agency did. And, you know, if, if, if the, the people are going to have any confidence in its government, in our institutions, in the Department of Justice, these crimes, and this is not advanced criminal law, this is criminal law 101. Mm -hmm. All of the elements of the crimes that we're discussing this morning can easily be made based on the information that has simply been publicly reported. And you know, yeah. DOJ has behind the scenes evidence that we don't know anything about yet. But if we're to retain confidence in our institutions, these matters have to be charged. Um, you brought up the Mueller report, and it's in one of your tweets that somewhere has gone missing now because oh. there's a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the way you said it, Glenn, this is what I was saying about yesterday. It just hit me, Glenn, all of it. Mueller report through, you know, Ukraine, through, the, you know, the, this overthrowing the United States government. I think you said, you know, obstruction. It's, he made a cottage industry. Since the Mueller, you, you look at the Mueller report of obstruction of justice. And I just don't understand. So... Is that just done and gone now, all the obstruction from the Mueller report? Are we just, I, because I just feel like each of this has, has enabled the other, right? Then he did Ukraine, got away with that. So now it's like he's, again, as you say, it's a cottage industry for them, uh, obstruction of justice. I, how does yeah, this stand? It, it, it shouldn't all be gone and forgotten because really dating all the way back to the campaign finance violations and seeking and welcoming russia's assistance in interfering in our free and fair elections to donald trump's yeah. advantage through the Mueller reports 10 counts of obstruction all the way through the insurrection and yeah. yesterday's obstruction of justice by telling those four witnesses do not testify do not incriminate me it is one ongoing criminal conspiracy to defraud the united states and i am hoping it will all make an appearance in a great big overarching conspiracy indictment thank you because it is all one story he was not legitimately elected in the first place he tried to illegally you know cheat with ukraine he tried to illegally stay in office after he lost i mean it really all is one story isn't it and, and it's um I, I just, like I say, it is amazing. You look at other countries and you just think, we, they don't allow this. You don't, you're not allowed to try to overthrow the United States government and we all just shrug and go, oh, well. I mean, can all of these people be charged? All the Mark Meadows and the Eastmans and the Jeffrey Clark, wouldn't, wouldn't ideally they all be charged? I mean, They're it's not just Trump. Yeah. They are all co-conspirators. They all should be charged. 
And as I say, if we care about keeping our republic, they all will be charged. I think what the Department of Justice underestimates, and this is really what's doing the most damage, is that the American population has reached its boiling point because we see these politicians committing crime in, in the harsh light of day yeah. and not being held accountable. That's a recipe for governmental disaster. So, you know, we need to start to hear some things from the Department of Justice now. Yeah. Um, Glenn, real quick before we go, obviously, as the president said yesterday, these mandates are working like nobody's business to be might be the only thing that saves us and get us gets us out of this pandemic. Um, just wanted to, a doctor tweeted the first U.S. government vaccination mandate was enacted in 1809 for smallpox. In 1905, the Supreme Court upheld vaccine mandate laws saying Americans do not have the right to place others at risk. Vaccination mandates are legal. This isn't about freedom or choice, but about common good for America. Uh, yes or no? Yes, yeah. I'm all for it. I mean, I don't I don't see the downside of protecting the health of the American people. Yeah, but it is. They keep screaming unconstitutional. It, they are not unconstitutional, are they? Mandates. Yeah, I guess wearing a mask is more invasive than, you know, telling a woman what she could do in her uterus. And you bring it all black magically full circle to the little bit of justice we did get this week in Texas. I love you, we Glenn did. Kirshner. We did. <laughs> I, yes. I love you, too. All Jeff. right. All right. Thanks, See you next time.